Hello and welcome to The Dad Whisper. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And because my passion, as you know, is to help dads become heroes, it's such a joy for me to have you joining in on this conversation where I either share my heart or bring guests on this program that get to help equip you as dads to dial in with more intention and consistency to your daughter's heart. Well, before we begin, I always like to review the template, that grid that you can hang the new information on, and it's simply on your mark, get set, go, where you as men are standing side by side as dads, cheering each other on, picture me as your coach on the sidelines, and I'm saying, okay, on your mark, it's your starting point, that's the topic, As you get set, you're getting into position to put that topic into action, and then I end with a go step so that you know how to take that concept and make it practical at home. Well, on this week in particular, I wanted to cover a topic that's simply titled Understanding Your Mysterious Daughter. That's the mark on your mark today, is many men that I've been talking with over the last eight years tell me, my daughter is a mystery. I just don't always get her. I do so much better with my sons. They make sense to me. And even when dads tell me, you know, one of my daughters is wired more like me, over and over I hear men say, but I honestly am a little bit lost when it comes to truly understanding her. And that's where I want to help fill in the gap for you. Because dads tell me my daughters are complicated, complex, confusing, unpredictable. You've never said that though, have you? No. No, but believe it or not, I honestly believe that girls are not as hard to understand as we may seem. Okay, before you laugh at me right now, listen to the rest of my sentence. We girls aren't as hard as you might think once you figure out simple tricks that help you gain access to our hearts. That's it. How do you reach our heart? Well, a lot of times it's because we open our mouth once we're heard our heart opens up. And you as a dad, your heart opens up when our hearts are open up. Because my goal is not only to help you become a hero, but it's also to help you decode your daughter. In fact, I've just published a chapter in a new book by Broad Street Publishing where I'm one of the authors. And I happen to be the only woman that's in that book where I have written a chapter called Helping Dads Decode Their Daughters. And I'm joining them in saying, okay, here's another aspect of ministering to men or helping men be equipped in discipling. That's the word in the title is discipling daughters. And so I am coming again today with that really on my mind, this idea of decoding your mysterious daughter. So my strategy comes to you today from a man that I honestly respect more than all of my esteemed colleagues who wrote in the book alongside me from Josh McDowell to Roy Abbott to David Murrow, on and on I could go with amazing leaders across this country, Brian Doyle of Iron Sharpens Iron. But really, there's one man that I believe sets the template, sets the groundwork for how to decode a mysterious daughter better than anyone else I know. In fact, this decoding strategy is coming straight from that one man, and it's one man in all of history who always got it right when it comes to relationships and especially women. Okay, I'm sure by now you know I'm talking about Jesus, fully man, fully God. And I want to take you in a way that I never have done on this program where I'm looking at a passage of scripture and breaking it apart, opening it up, and where we're going to look together, we're going to look together at this passage because it has five easy steps tucked in this few verse section where Jesus modeled what it looks like to relate to an emotionally charged woman 
and to help defuse her intensity. So you talk about having a template for how to decode your daughters. Jesus set the bar in this story. Well, there were these two sisters. I'm sure you've heard of them. Their names are Mary and Martha. And these two women were close personal friends of Jesus along with their brother Lazarus. And you know the story about how Jesus was so close to them that he actually cried with them when Lazarus died, even though he knew he was about to blow them away with the greatest miracle he ever did, which was raising someone from the dead. But another time we even know he was so close to this family that Mary poured a very expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her tears in this humble posture of submission and worship to him. So this family had walked with Jesus for many years, and they were super close. And I just want to highlight the fact that these two women had walked close to their friend Jesus for a very long time through many seasons of their lives, and he knew them, and they knew him. For better or worse, they were in the trenches of life together, and they did relationship together. So we're going to pick up this story from Luke 10, verses 38 to 42, where Martha is, and I can so relate to this, I'm just going to tell you, she's overly reactive, she's super stressed, okay, she's basically freaking out, okay? So how many of you can say, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with my daughter right now, she's hit that adolescent stage, or she's in a season where she's going through a breakup or lost a job, and it feels so sad because she's the only single one among her friends, and it's just emotion, emotion, emotion. Well, that's how Martha was, right? And I want us to look at how Jesus responded to her and diffused her emotional intensity because in it, I believe men are going to learn, dads are going to learn how to get it right in understanding and decoding the mystery of their daughter. So I just want you to know that if you've ever tried to pull that power card, you're not alone. Because I think sometimes where dads feel their daughters falling apart, they want to step in and fix it. No, that that's just the hypothetical dad, right? But really, I know you're all in that together. Because every year when I lead a new group of fathers in the ABBA project, I do interviews with all of them ahead of time. And they tell me year after year, month after month, that they struggle to understand their mysterious daughters when they're more moody and more reactive and more mouthy. And they want to say, here, mom, you go in. You're a girl. You deal with her. I'm saying, uh, no, uh, she may not even know how much she needs your strength, your backbone. That presence that you give her to help her ground is something that we're going to see that Jesus did. So as I read this section of scripture, okay, it's just five verses. I want you to literally be imagining how you would feel if you were Jesus. As he's relating to Martha in particular, both girls are mentioned, but I want you to hear about her. So I'm going to read this with some inflection to try to represent this emotional sister in the most accurate way I can. Okay, so here goes. Verse 38 of Luke 10. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, here's the inflection, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. 
Okay, I could be more dramatic, but (laughs) you get the point, right? She is freaking out. And she's pretty bossy there, telling Jesus what to do. Okay, verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or only indeed one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, if you can relate to experiencing any of these kinds of emotional intensities in your home, listen to what Jesus, with his male energy, right, because he was fully man and fully God, did to enter the fray with his frazzled female friend. Now, I've got to tell you that I absolutely love this section of the Bible because I'm Martha. I've been that one with the emotional responses that were way bigger than any of my three sisters. I mean, in some ways, you guys, I would almost say combined. You could ask them. But I'm emotionally balanced now, but I know I gave my parents and my dad especially a run for his money. And I wish that my dad would have known these things when I was in my teens and 20s so that that power card when he felt helpless because I was feeling helpless was sometimes pulled. I think these things would have made such a difference. So here are five ways that Jesus interacted with his emotional female friend. One, he lets her vent to him while he listens to all of it. Did you catch that? He is there as her sounding board. And he's listening to all of it. So did you catch the fact that Martha actually told Jesus, okay, her creator, God of the universe, that he doesn't care? I wonder how many times your daughters have said that exact thing. You don't even care. And on they go. That's her exact language. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work? Okay, you can relate to that because she says I am having to do everything by myself. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work? What? By myself. You know your daughter, probably your sons too, have said that a time or two. How come I have to do all the hard chores? How come I have to stay home and all my friends get to go out? That whole phrase by myself started all the way back here and probably before Martha, but there's nothing new under the sun as Ecclesiastes says. But do you get the fact that what Martha said is very, very similar to what your girls say? So the question is, do you usually course correct her at times like that? Do you tell her your story? You don't even know how good you have it. I, and then you get into your story, right? I had it much harder. Or do you tend to just, again, like I said, pull the power card? It never works. So if Martha's rant about being left to do everything by herself wasn't even enough, right? Poor Jesus. He's there going, oh my goodness, she's having a meltdown. So she's now telling me I don't care. She's telling me that she's doing everything by herself. Oh my goodness, listen to these next five words. Tell her to help me. Okay, I want to ask, who does that to Jesus? She's commanding him and telling him what to do. Okay, when your daughter is in a meltdown, right, where her midbrain is on fire and it's flooding her frontal lobe, she's not thinking real clear, she probably tells you what to do. Dad, you need to make her help me. Dad, you need to tell, and then she's telling you what to do and how to parent. And most men that I've talked with, they get really angry at that. Don't tell me what to do. You are a child. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. And it usually bombs. Look at what Jesus did. He didn't react to her reaction. He let her vent 
until she was done. He listened to all of it. Okay, that's step one. Number two, what did he do next, right? He did not insert a corrective response. He let her vent what was going on. And number two, he says her name twice. And I know even though we don't have the audio version of the Bible, I know it was gentle and loving because that's his nature, right? So he says, Martha, Martha, there is something calming when any of us hear our name. And for us girls, it's grounding for us to be spoken by our name when it's gentle and it's loving. So it has everything to do with tone of voice. Because remember, communication is 7% words, 38% tone of voice, 55% body language. So if he would have said, Martha, Martha, you know, kind of like, stop it already. I know that the rest of the whole story wouldn't have gone the way it did because she would have probably shut down and left. He had to have said it with a soft tone. So dad, if you have a nickname of your daughter, throw when she is stressed, try this out as an experiment. I'm giving you go steps in between going, hun. Okay, come here. Martha, Martha, come here, hun. Come here, hun. You know, that gentle, loving strategy. I mean, a while back, I interviewed a number of girls between ages of 13 and 30, and I asked them, what are three messages your dad has given you about yourself? And many of them were awesome, you know, that he loves me unconditionally, he's proud of me, he tells me I'm his little girl, you're beautiful. But here's what another one said that ties to this concept about a dad and a daughter interacting where he uses her name. This is from a 27-year-old woman. She said, my dad would just say my name. So I asked, remember the question, what are three messages your dad has given you? She said, he would say my name, but it was in a tone of anger, exasperation, and annoyance anytime I would make a mistake. I still hear it today when I make a mistake. Although I just recently made huge steps in healing this wound, I still struggle with perfectionism, and I try and avoid making mistakes to a point of unhealth. So voice tone, she said, and inflections can leave marks. Absolutely. I agree. So when you as a dad are saying, how do I diffuse the intensity? How do I decode my mysterious daughter? Listen to this one that Jesus did. Say her name, try it out, lovingly and gently. Because over and over, when I asked dads at the end of the ABBA project, what has changed in you the most this year? Over and over, I've got some quotes I've written down here. One dad said, my anger and patience has improved dramatically. I'm accepting more of the emotional realities with my daughters now. Another one said, I've learned patience. So look at how over and over dads say that loving, gentle, softer response yields great dividends in connecting with my girls. Okay, so number one, I'm going to review these here of how do you decode your daughter and follow Jesus' example when she's mysterious. One, let her vent all of it and listen to all of it. Number two, say her name gently and lovingly. Number three, sit with her in her emotional intensity. So notice that he doesn't try to talk her out of what she's feeling or try to get her to think rationally. There's no lecture. There's no criticism. Jesus knows that she probably couldn't have heard it anyway because she was too worked up, but he simply stays with her. He looks at her. He validates her. Now, I know that's not written in the text, but to me, it's implied there as you see how he interacts with her and calms her down. He puts words to what she's feeling because listen to what he says is after he says her name, right? Martha, Martha, he says, you are worried and upset about many things. 
Now, I, I love the fact that he validated her feelings. You are worried. You are upset. So he names it and he validates it. That's why I'm calling this step. He sits with her in her emotional reality and he tenderly names her emotions. No judgment. I want to tell you a story that kind of underscores this. There's a a woman by the name of Cindy Foote and her husband, Billy Foote, F-O-O-T-E, is a worship leader and he's written one of my all-time favorite songs. It's Amazing Love. You know that one? Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? You guys know that one. Well, Cindy gave me permission to share this story because here's what she wrote on Facebook last year. She said, I have to share this funny story with all of you. My girls have the best dad in caps. Yesterday, one of our girls was struggling with some sensory issues involving a shirt. She was in tears and had tried several tops on before she found the one that she was comfortable with, which made us run behind schedule. It was all we could do to try to avoid a stressful departure, except she puts in capitals, Billy Foot, dad, was standing outside in our driveway with his pajama pants on and his guitar and was singing an impromptu song about having a good day at school as we drove away. She said he even ran down our alleyway to keep serenading the girls with his funny song as we drove to school. Is that awesome or what? Oh my goodness. Props to this dad. She goes on to say the girls were in stitches with laughter. The neighbors may be a little concerned, but my girls were happy. I made sure they knew there was not one other dad on the planet running down an alleyway, wearing pajama pants and a guitar, singing songs that he made up to his kids before school. He is the one and only Billy Foote. There's nothing better. Honestly, I underscore what this mama is saying. There is nothing better than a dad that finds a creative way to diffuse a stressful situation. And Jesus set the bar high, didn't he? He set the example by saying, okay, I am going to sit with you in your emotional intensity and validate the fact that you really, I can tell, hon, that you are worried. You do have a lot going on. Remember that women reduce stress when they feel safe in the context of a connected relationship. So when your daughter is super duper stressed and freaking out, remember that your tone of voice face her with eye contact and your facial cues will give her a message and she will pace with you to help eventually calm down. It probably won't be as fast as you want it to be, but it happens. It will happen if you keep practicing this. Okay. So number one, he lets her vent to him and he listens to all of it. Number two, he says her name twice, gently and lovingly. Number three, Jesus sits with her in her emotional reality. Number four, he highlights all that is on her life plate. Did you catch the fact that Jesus said, I know that you are worried and upset about many things. There were many things. She's having to prepare her house with food and get it ready for Jesus and his disciples to come. And he validates that. We girls are wired to multitask. We really are. We talk on the phone, paint our nails, watch a show, do homework all at the same time. If you have a type A daughter like me, you can guarantee that she is doing a lot at one time. So when she says many things, you might want to say, you've got to be kidding. Don't paint your nails. Don't talk on the phone. This could be really easy. But Jesus didn't do that. He said, you do have many things on your life plate. He validated her. Can you imagine if Jesus would have said, are you kidding me? You want to hear many things that I have going on? 
I'm healing the sick. I'm raising the dead. Your brother's about to see that happen and come to life. I'm teaching. I'm preaching. I'm driving money changers out of the temple. I'm interacting with religious leaders. And then I come to your house for a nice meal. And all you want to do is dump on me. Okay, Martha, you got nothing to complain about. Nothing compared to me. Can you imagine if Jesus would have done that? Oh my goodness. But here he is, fully man, fully God, and he's validating, you do have many things. That tells me that he had studied her. He knew her. And he knew that she had maxed out her cup. It was flooding. It was flowing over the top. So Jesus only models that the best way that a man's presence, a dad's presence can fix the intensity of a mysterious daughter's life plate is to validate what she has on her plate. Just say, honey, you really do have many things on your plate. I can see that. Or maybe you want to take it a step further and say, is there anything I can take off your plate for you? Oh my goodness. My dad does that for me. He did it this week, mowed my lawn, ran an errand for me. It means the world. Is there anything I can take off your life plate for you? Okay. Jesus, we're down to his fifth thing that he did, right? So I'm reviewing again in case you're just stepping in. This is from Luke 10, where Jesus modeled with his friends how to decrease intensity when emotional freakouts are happening. He lets her vent to him and he listens to all of it. He says her name twice, gently and lovingly. Okay, we're still going. He steps up close to her in her emotional intensity, right? He doesn't correct her. Number four, he highlights all that is on her life plate, names her emotions. And fifth, he directs her to focus on one thing. He tells her there's only one thing that is needed, one thing. Now, when we girls get overwhelmed with the much, we need the gentle support of guidance that reminds us to take it one thing at a time. So breaking it down into bite-sized pieces for us girls is immensely helpful when we're breaking down. Okay, let me say that again. Breaking it down into bite-sized pieces is immensely helpful when we're breaking down. So maybe that would look like you saying, can I pray for you right now? Can I just pray for you? Can we take this to Jesus? Maybe you take her hands or maybe you just touch her foot. Maybe that's one way that you could direct her to Jesus as the one thing to focus on. Maybe you could play her a song. Now, maybe you have a daughter that loves worship music and you could play like You're a Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin or You Make Me Brave by Bethel Music. I love that one. But maybe she's not so much into Christian music. You guys, play Happy by Pharrell Williams. I'm telling you. And start dancing around a room like Billy Foote did. Make it silly. I guarantee it will diffuse her intensity. Or maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to help her focus on one thing and I'm going to go get her a Starbucks or a milkshake. You know, she doesn't want me to pray with her. That's not going to work. Pray for her then. But if you can direct her to focus on one thing, it will lower her stress level because she'll narrow her focus and say, okay, I, I get the fact that there's too many things flooding through my brain and I don't know how to decompress because that's the truth. It's not that we're not trying to be calm, but it's like sometimes when we're flooded in our brain and it floods our frontal lobe, we cannot think clear. And that's where you as a dad can hit it out of the ballpark. So let me sum it up. Here's your go step. Dad, pick one of these five things that you are going to work on today. Number one, do you need to sit alongside her when she's venting instead of exiting stage left and sending mom in? Maybe that's it. You're going to say, I'm going to work at getting closer to her and listening. Number two, maybe you're going to say, I'm going to try lovingly and gently say her name twice. Martha, Martha. 
Number three, maybe you're going to really validate you are worried and upset about many things. No condescension in your voice, but just sitting with her and validating her emotions. Maybe you're going to tell her, I know you do have many things on your life plate. I can really see that. Wow. Is there anything I could take off? And number five, help her to focus on one thing, whether that's Jesus, play a worship song, then you don't say anything. Just hit it on your phone and just play it over her. She might go, dad, get out, leave your phone in there. Maybe it'll calm her by the end of the song. Pray over her or go get her something that would make her day better. Maybe a a coffee drink or a a donut or something fun. Because here's the deal, dads. After the storm has passed, the main thing your daughter will remember is that you, dad, were in the storm with her. She's not going to remember the storm. She's going to remember who was in it with her. And I'm telling you, your daughter needs you to be that grounding force in the storm. So today, On Your Mark has been Understanding Your Mysterious Daughter I've shared with you out of Luke 10, the best model Jesus ever gave in relating to an emotional woman was how he related to Martha. So between today and next Monday, I encourage you to do one of these five things to connect with your mysterious daughter, to help defuse her intensity and let her know that you're in all of life with her. As always, you can write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. Let me know how you're doing. You can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com. There's free resources there. You can always read my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart if you want an extra resource. And if you've enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more, you can go to iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, and review while you're there or listen again on my website. Well, this wraps up another week's program. Thanks for being here. Dads, get out there and intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts today. Go Dads.